Today in the Attorney Career Advice Podcast with Harrison Barnes. But they, but they said he's obviously an expert. And they just, when I talked to them, they were just an attorney at a, a major law firm in New York, and I never really got the opportunity to speak. All the representative Now, how do you learn to like people? How do you learn to get along with people? How do you do all those things? There's a lot of ways to do it, and it's not something that that I can teach. I can make you aware of how important it is. But there's books like How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. There's courses about it that they offer. And honestly, it's funny, but Walter Warren Buffett keeps a certificate that anyone can get from if you go and take a three-day course in the Dale Carnegie course. He keeps a certificate framed behind his desk. I don't even know if he's got his diplomas up there, but he's got this. And people ask him, like, why do you have, what is this certificate from this three-day Dale Carnegie course? He says, because it's the most important course in, uh, I've ever taken. I've made more money from this course than anything, and I'm very proud of it. A course about how to get business, a certificate about how to get along with people, and that's the most important thing that one of the richest men in the world learned from. Think about that. That's a pretty pretty big statement about how important it is to get along with people and be nice to people. Okay. Another thing that's very important if you want to get business is to talk about your work. I remember, I guess it was more than 20 years ago, but I was in Charlottesville, Virginia, and I was taking a course called Franchising Law at the school. And I was in a hotel ballroom watching an attorney from a very prestigious Southern law firm give a three-hour PowerPoint presentation called Developments in Franchising Law. Now, I was taking franchising law because I thought, heck, maybe I'll buy a franchise at some point or something, but it was not my, it was not an interesting course to say the least. And every local owner of this, at this presentation who owned a Burger King, a Subway, a McDonald's and other franchises had shown up for this event and, and was there watching this presentation. And I had been required to go to this course, but I, but I called the event bizarre because it was very funny. The speaker was a Southern gentleman type wearing a bow tie and talking in a friendly drawl. And, and I spoke for three hours about developments in franchising law that couldn't have been more um, boring. I think at one point, I, I mean, I might have fallen asleep or, but it was, it was just really boring and nothing interesting about it, nothing interesting and nothing exciting about its effect, uh, talking about various state laws of, uh, that just no one would be interested in. And um, he even seemed bored by this presentation. He was just, I don't know, just he didn't seem very excited. And I remember making eye contact with people in the, the from my, that were in my class that I knew. And um, we were almost had a hard time not even laughing and because we couldn't because it was just it was really bad presentation. I thought that this presentation had been a disaster. I, I couldn't um, imagine um, how there was any point to this presentation. And, and but to, to my surprise, all the local owners of the franchise seemed to be sitting there at attention and and they tried to appear interested and in putting their their hand on their cheeks and stuff as if they were thinking and 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 they really seemed like they were interested. But I knew franchising law at that point. It was at the end of the semester, and there was nothing interesting. And and then I spoke. There was a break. They took a break after like an hour and a half, two hours. And I was spoken to the owner of a local. I guess it was a cleaning franchise, and and no one seemed to have any idea what this guy was talking about either. But they but they said he's obviously an expert, and I know this person that's used him and so forth. And so when the event ended, I watched and there was like a line of people asking him for his business card, telling him they enjoyed his presentation and asking him questions about 
franchising or employees and things and wanted to talk to him. And and because of the volume of cards and things he took, I don't know how many clients he got that day. I don't know if it was five or 10 or more, but I'm sure he got a lot of clients. And right there, I realized that something very significant had happened. And, and I didn't really realize it quite until years later how profound this was. But just because he'd spoken so much about developments in franchising law and invited him to this event, everyone presumed he must be good at what he did. And because no one else was holding seminars about franchising in Charlottesville, Virginia for local McDonald's and cleaning and other franchises and real estate franchises, they assumed he was good and were eager to hire him. So when you think about it, who do you want to for assistance when you look for when you have a matter? If you have if you're run over by a car, like who you're going to hire? What kind of personal injury attorney are you going to hire? If you're if you're any type of legal issue that you have, who are you going to hire? You're really going to hire the person that seems the most enthusiastic and and that talks about it and is out there promoting their the work. And that's really important. So sounding enthusiastic and being enthusiastic are likely the only way you're going to be able to attract, attract people to you. So what do attorneys do? Some of them write articles. A lot of them give public talks. I know this attorney that I referred $500,000 in business to in 10 days is always out there traveling and giving talks. She flies to Calgary to give talks. She flies to Texas to give a talk. She flies to wherever she can. She's flying around giving. And I'm like, how does this person have time to practice law? But they're out there constantly promoting Talking about your work goes much deeper than that. I have found so many attorneys, if I have an obscure legal issue that affects my business, I'll do a search for something about that obscure legal issue. And many times I'll only find one or two people that have written about it. And so that helps. That's a good way. But there's, there's a lot that goes deeper, though, than being seen writing articles or giving talks or whatever it is. There's a lot more to it. Talking about your work means getting very enthusiastic about your work with every person you encounter. It means if you have the opportunity talking about what you do, it means talking about even in your office, like if you're working on a specific type of thing, talking about your work. It means talking about your work uh, with your clients and what you do, and then having insights that other people don't have and don't not just providing the work, but telling people about ideas and things and making them feel good for hiring you. And the reason all this is important is most people remember those who are enthusiastic about their work. If a, if a personal injury attorney uh, relied on you to just find them somewhere, they probably wouldn't get a lot of work. If they, in, in Los Angeles, you drive around and it's all your billboards for attorneys and they they talk about how they're the best and the most aggressive and everything. They're talking about their work. And those are the ones you remember. That also goes for your peers. You want to re be recommended as seen as someone who enjoys your work. If you sit around and you talk to your uh, peers about how much you dislike your work or how hard it is or how unfair the hours are or how bad things are, you're not going to have the reputation as someone who's enthusiastic about your work. Now, if you meet things uh, with enthusiasm, if you don't get upset, if you're not critical of your firm, if you help other people in your firm that need help without expecting anything in return and not talking about how you're helping people, then people are going to want to refer work to you. I'll tell you a quick story. I was in a, in a law firm once and they hired the son of a client that had a lot of business and the client had a lot of business, not the son. And the son was not anywhere near intellectually capable of doing the kind of work that this firm had, meaning couldn't write, 
properly, couldn't reason legal arguments for bad, miss legal arguments, and all these sorts of things. I was very nice to him. I would help him uh, without uh, billing my time, without talking about it. And for years after, he used to call with all these referrals to different attorneys that he knew. Now, most of them weren't good referrals. There weren't people that I could help, but he still wanted to help me. So think about what it means when you help people. And, and just remember, example, the attorney I heard talking about franchising law. Think about what happened with this person if he'd been interesting. Um, he just, all he had to do was show up and talk about franchising law and he got a lot of business. Um, and, and so you need to speak too. And you need to speak a lot about what you do. And again, this is a, a fun line. I'm sure you've heard it a lot. It says, you can build a, a better mousetrap, but if the world does not know about it, they will beat a path right around your door. I was at a, I, I like telling the story. I've never told it before, uh, but I just remembered it. I was at a seminar once years ago for this marketing guy named Frank Kern. And he's always trying to sell courses about how to market and charge people for webinars and I, not stuff that I do. I write emails and I, I don't know. I was at the seminar and he was up there talking in a frenzy. And, and at one point he said something like, it doesn't even matter what you're selling. As long as you talk about it, people are going to buy it. So he's, he's basically saying that the product, the, talking about the, it, just talking is more important than the actual product. So people need to know what you do and they need to think you're enthusiastic about it. If you seem enthusiastic, that's why, why people are going to go to you. That's why restaurants, they put, put signs in the highway. Why, remember this pea soup, like it's one restaurant, it's actually in Michigan, and not Michigan, and, and California has all these signs up, like saying that in 200 miles, you're going to be, you're going to have this, be close to this pea soup place. And then you're like 100 miles later, it's telling you, and, and then 50 miles, and then how many, it's just pea soup. And no one thinks about a pea soup, but th this people are enthusiastic. It's the world's best pea soup. And then you go to this place and, there's like tons of people lined up for pea soup. It's ridiculous. But all you have to do is be enthusiastic about something. And, and, and if you talk about it, people will want to do, work with you. I don't care what it is. It could be one aspect of corporate law. It could be something, it doesn't matter. So you need to talk about your work. It's incredibly important. If you don't talk about your work, uh, one of the things was interesting is I was talking to um, a couple of attorneys in a in a law firm not too long ago, and it was in a law firm that was trying to get people to hire. Um, they, they were trying to bring other people into the office of this law firm. So I was working on it, and so I called the, a few attorneys in this office, and they had these incredible uh, qualifications, uh, but no business. When I say incredible, it was like beyond. It was like PhDs from Stanford and things like, and so it's just amazing, but clerking for Supreme Court people or something. Literally, they had a Supreme Court clerk. And, but they just, when I talked to them, they were just really flat. They didn't really have anything to say. They they taught, if you asked them what they did, they talked like in one line, like patent litigation. And and so I, I remember that. And then I talked to the partner that was trying to open up, getting more people in office. He said, they're, they're the most common types of attorneys out there. They just think that because they have these great qualifications, people should come to them and give them business without them asking for it. And I said, do they have any business? And he said, no. So think about that. And that's why the firm was trying to bring in more rainmakers and stuff. So just having good qualifications doesn't get you business. I can't believe how much money some of these personal injury and other people make to go around advertising their services. I, it's astonishing to me, to the point where they take vacations and they they have their own planes. What the hell? And, and they, they don't have the kind of legal qualifications that you would 
even think are that would anything close to normal. Or I was talking to one of them and uh, they were getting um, seats to go to the Super Bowl for $30,000 each or something. I mean, this is, and they don't have great qualification, meaning bottom of their class from bottom tech law schools. It's just, but they know how to get business. And so I just, I want to talk, tell you that getting out there, talking about, telling people what you do, getting enthusiastic about it makes a huge difference. Um, if you want to get business, you also need to set a good example. So what this means is you need to walk the walk and talk to the attorney or talk with the type of attorney um, that others would want to be represented by. This is incredibly important. Other people need to believe that you're an attorney who could effectively represent them and would always be out looking out for their best interest, meaning they need to respect you. They need to think you're interested in what you do. They need to think that you're not trying to rip them off. They need to think that you're a good person. And I, I could just, I'll just tell you, I have, the, I'm an attorney. I've had been an attorney of the business, but I'm also in a position where I now need to hire outside counsel for different things that I do. And, and there's a lot of issues that people are likely to be concerned about when hiring you. And this is just how attorneys are. They're, 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 you can talk your way out of jobs or you can talk your way in. But one of the things that most attorneys are concerned about is your perceived level of honesty, meaning are you going to try to rip them off? Do you have their best interests in mind? Are you someone that they trust? Are you someone that's going to try to help them? And um, again, I know I would never want to hire an attorney who seemed like honest, but attorneys are, are always trying to trying to be vague with their clients. And, and a person who's billing you on an hourly basis, honestly, should be someone who's telling the truth. You want uh, people that are telling the truth and, and not trying to play games. When you bring in a client, but there's, again, there's a couple different ways uh, to think about bringing in a client. And I'll just tell you how they are. Some people that bring in clients think to themselves, this is great. I have the opportunity to bill a lot of money. I'm going to make a ton of money. And um, isn't this awesome? Um, I can build this person a lot of money. This is how a lot of people think. This is a losing proposition. It's the exact opposite of what the attorneys build big books of business do. Attorneys that bring in big books of business get a client. They think, this is awesome. I'm going to try to save this person money. I'm going to set the best example I can. I'm going to hope they give me more work. And even this is a small amount of work. I know that this person's going to have legal work in the past, in the future, so I'm going to try to make them think I'm saving them as much money as possible and do the best job I possibly can. That's how these people think, and that's what you need to think of things. It's not it's not that you're going to make money. It's not that you this is a one shot deal. Anybody that tries to do something like a one shot deal never never it never works out. People that make up their hours it never works out. People that play games it never works out. I know when I was practicing law and I know a lot of attorneys that made up their hours, including very high ranking partners. And and it doesn't mean something you talk about, but I, I just an example was I remember and there was an associate working all weekend and uh, he completed an assignment. He literally had been up since Friday night and turned in an assignment at 7 a.m. Uh, on a Monday. And then he um, went and changed and went to take a shower. Um, he returned um, after taking a shower and resting a little bit and went to the office with a partner to discuss the assignment um, that he put on the chair, I guess, that morning. And the associate saw a timesheet that indicated that the partner had assisted with the brief that had been written all weekend and was billing 25 hours of his time. And the partner had not worked at all. I'm not sure um, now that I know that, I certainly, even though I thought that was a very talented attorney, would never refer work to that attorney. The associate that saw that would never refer that work to that attorney. The associate that saw that would 
think that there were people in the law firm that were dishonest and powerful and never would refer work to that attorney. There's just not or firm. So you have to understand you need to set a good example. And the other thing that's important too is how do you conduct yourself in your personal life or your work life? If you do things that are weird in your personal life and work life, then this is going to get out and people will have judgments about it and they will keep you in power and keep you employed or not employed based on the things that you do in your personal life. And, and, and it's just how it works. You're always being tested. Do you want to grow your legal career? A lateral move might be the right choice to get you on track for your career goals. Working with a legal placement firm like BCG Attorney Search can open doors for you and help you live the life you dream of. If you're looking for a new legal job, send us your resume so we can help. Visit www.bcgsearch.com and click on Submit Resume to be paired with one of our legal placement professionals who will work tirelessly on your behalf to get you your dream legal job. Submit your resume to www.bcgsearch.com to get started today. I saw, and I'll just, in my job, like I'm always talking to uh, attorneys and very powerful attorneys in some cases that have lost their jobs. I saw one attorney with a huge book of business. I don't know what it was. It was $20 million in a big firm. And and he had had a relationship with a paralegal that was consensual seven or eight years previously. And, and that paralegal's current boyfriend was told about it. And, and then when they broke up, he called the firm and, and told them about it. And the person was literally blackballed from the legal profession for this. Come on. This is how, how because that he was in power, even though it was, and could have exerted power, because he had more power than this person, than the paralegal. It wasn't because things were dissensual, because he didn't do anything wrong, other than that. So you have to be very honest about your personal life. You have to be very careful and you're being tested. I know one woman that was fired from a firm, ostensibly for performance reasons, but it happened right after. And when she'd had a relationship with someone that her boss thought was uh, improper outside of work. You're always being tested, whether it's in the store, we give work to, when when you're doing your work, when you're training your hours, and, and you want to be dealing with people that are honest as well. And your clients will always ask if you're honest and they'll give you their honest opinions about something. If you go out of your way to be honest or save people money, they'll talk about that too. Another one is the attorney who goes out partying with the clients and has wild evenings. That in some firms is actually acceptable. But, but when you act inappropriately like that and you don't handle yourself in a good way, that, that can hurt you. I knew of an attorney at a, a major law firm in New York that was a partner that apparently, uh, you know, was accused of, I, I think he got into a taxi after a Christmas party and, and fell down or something. And it was, the firm was upset about it. And because he'd been drinking a lot and, and, um, and I think, I think he lost his job, but it's just, you have to be very careful and clients, it's the same way. Clients don't want to be around people that aren't, aren't behaving well, who are making bad decisions. It used to be, it's, it's interesting. Like this is a, when I, people talk about Donald Trump, but w- one of the things that happened to him, which is very interesting early in his career, in the early nineties, he had been married to, I don't know, Ivanka or whatever the, the, the person was, Ivanka Trump or, and, and it came out publicly that he'd been having an affair 
um, while married with someone named Marla Maples, who he subsequently married. You would think that whatever, he's a powerful real estate guy. What's the problem with that? Whatever. And this stuff happens. But what happened to him because of that was uh, banks all of a sudden were like, wait a minute, this is a person may not be trustworthy anymore. This, What are we doing with someone that um, isn't conducting himself? So banks started calling his loans and he almost went bankrupt. Now, I don't know if that was the complete cause of it, but um, from what I understand, it was. You have to figure out, again, the world is much less conservative now than it was back then, but you have to make sure that the, the, that you, you present a certain picture to the world that people like, and that makes you look good. When you examine most organizations that are very successful and have been around for a long time, it's very easy to see that they look for steady people and not people that are out to prove something. And when they look at people that are able to manage themselves quite well, and it's something that companies need and law firms. And law firms look for this because they need reliable people to run their company successfully. And so do law firms. So you need to act at all times the same way um, you would want your attorney to act and behave. And just think about that. I don't know what you think is acceptable and what you don't think is acceptable, but just think about what you would want from your doctor. Would you want your doctor to, to be out all the time or would you want, what would you want? So <clears throat> I'll tell you two quick stories. When I was young, I fell on glass and on my face when I was a baby. And uh, anyway, so when I got to be like, I don't know, 13 years old or something. I had a bad scar, so you probably can't see it anymore. But, and so I got an operation to get rid of the scar tissue. And the doctor showed up 45 minutes late and did the work. The scar didn't look better after it was done. And, and later it came out that the guy had a drinking problem and things was probably hung over. I had another instance where I had a big hearing with an attorney that was representing me in a personal matter. And, and he missed the hearing and canceled the last minute because he'd been out having a good time. And that kind of stuff gets in people lose clients because of that. And you just need to be very careful. You have to behave the way you want to behave. And if you don't, especially as a professional, word will get out. And then the other thing that's very important is to be interested in others and their legal issues. It's important that you be interested in the work you're doing and seem like you're interested. And um, if you're interested in the work you're doing, um, you also should be seeking out um, others and uh, provide them advice. If people realize you're interested in something, they're the ones that are going to want to they're going to want to help you. And if they see that you care about what you're doing and what you're talking about, they're going to want to use you. Think about just real briefly, like what you would expect from a doctor. If you go to a doctor and that doctor talks forever about how enthusiastic they are about some mundane legal procedure and how enthusiastic they are, you're going to be very interested in using that person. You're going to think, I can't believe this person's this interested in it. And then you go to someone else and they're just come dumb. You're going to want the people that the person that's the most interested in whatever the topic is that you're working on to help you. And this is just how people think. So if you're interested in something, you're going to um, do your best to listen and take the time uh, to understand um, what the other people's uh, problems are. I, very few attorneys um, are very good at um, understanding um, people and what um, their issues are specifically. And, and so essentially what that means is, is that people will, the people that do well are often the most interested in other people and in what those people are doing. They're interested in what clients are doing. They're interested in the transactions they're doing. They ask questions and make people feel taken care of. And when you take the time to listen and understand where people are coming from, they're going to be very grateful. In addition, 
when you take the time to understand what's problems are, they're going to feel invested in you and they're going to want to use you. And when others feel interested in you, they want to work with you more closely. So I had an interesting thing happen a couple of times. I, I went into the doctor recently for this procedure that men are supposed to have or check when they're in their late 40s, which I'm not going to say what it is, because I don't know. But anyway, the, I went in to get this procedure done. And I sat down with this doctor that performs this routine procedure and asked him a few questions. He was at UCLA Hospital, which is considered one of the best hospitals in the country, and, and sat there and, and answered questions and talked to me for over a half hour about this procedure. And, and even though it was a pretty simple procedure, and there wasn't really a lot to talk about, this is what the best doctors do. It's also what the best lawyers do. It's also what the best people in, in most professions do. They're, they're able to talk to you about the procedure that they're, or whatever they're doing or get interested in your issue. And, and that makes people excited. I remember years ago, I was purchasing a, I don't know, some commercial real estate for our businesses and, and, and for BCG and house people. And, and I went, I was talking to all these different banks and things. And one bank I went to, um, the, I remember the loan officers were like, tell me all about the building. What do you like about it? And um, wow, how many offices it have? And what are you going to do? And I realized at some point that this guy had been talking to me for 45 minutes. I don't know how he possibly could have been interested in um, my thoughts on a, on a commercial 25-year-old building, 4,000 or 5,000 square feet. And I'm sure he wasn't, but I used him uh, because he was the only one that seemed interested. I also used him for another purchase later on. And, so, and then I used them for another one after that. So people want you to be interested in. And, and so when you, when you want clients, there's a couple things you can do. You can allow your clients and your potential clients to speak at length about their legal problems. You can make them feel heard. Most attorneys, a lot of them will say, interrupt the client at some point and say, okay, I understand. Or they will seem uninterested when they're talking to the client and be looking away, which is very easy to see that they're bored. They'll pick up their phone and say, wait a minute, I got a message, or they'll be checking their phone while the person's talking. And it's just very important that you look interested and you act interested in your clients and what their problems are, because most people aren't going to listen. This is one of the biggest mistakes, by the way, that happens to um, a lot of attorneys when they start getting a lot of business. They get business initially by listening to people, by asking questions, by, by trying to be as available and heard as possible, and by making the client feel good, answering the phone when they call. And then when that attorney starts getting powerful and getting a lot of business, they stop doing what made them successful in the first place. And so this is something that you need to be able to do with your client, with potential clients. You need to be interested in what they're doing and you need to make them feel interested and you need to make them feel heard and you need to be available. So a few years ago, as I was speaking with a branding firm, it's not a law firm, about doing some work for one of our companies. And, and it was a expensive type of work. I, I don't know why. I guess I was doing pretty well. And th there were two bids, both roughly a quarter million dollars. And, and the company that was my first choice. I invited them to come to my office and meeting with them. And I had some concerns and I wanted to ask them about them. And I never really got the opportunity to speak. All the representative company do was uh, telling me about what was important to him and and you know, the fact that he was a big company and the fact that they'd done a lot of other work for very important companies and the fact that they had good employees. And, but he never had any interest in what I wanted to do and what was important to me. And um, because of this, I ended up not using the company. And when you think about it, 
the people who are most interesting to us are, are the people we like the most are those who show the most interest in us. Think about the people that you like personally and professionally. They're probably the people that are you're most interested in. They're the people that, that ask you questions and talk to you. I have a, this is just a very simple um, point, but I have a, a place where I go get my hair cut and, and where I live. And, and there's four or five people there that will cut hair. There's, and then there's the guy that I always use. The reason I don't, and so I always call there and they're like, oh, he's not available. And I'm like, when's the same time I get in? And it's a lot of times they're inconvenient times. But the only reason I go keep going to him, it's nothing special about his haircut. It's just that when I go to the other people, they never talk to me. They never ask questions. They're not interested. They're just doing their job. And so I like going to someone that talks to me and asks me questions. It's just, it makes it more enjoyable. <clears throat> and and I just feel heard and I like it more. So this is the same thing the clients are looking for. They want people that are going to show interest in us. And if you're interested in other people, you make them feel acknowledged and understood and they like you. Think about it. Do you like people that don't listen to you? Do you like people that think they know everything? No. And so if you're interested in other people, it's going to make them believe that you're interesting. Even if you're not, there's a, there's a famous story, well, a story that, that one of my mentors, Jay Abraham, often tells. And he said he got on a flight once, and, and I think I tried the same thing again after he told me about this, but he got on a flight and he was decided that, that on this flight, he would just try to learn about this person he was sitting next to and ask them a bunch of questions. And so for this two or three hour flight, he sat next to the person and just asked them question after question about themselves every time they told them something. And um, when the flight landed, he realized that he hadn't told the person anything about himself. And the person said, this is probably the most interesting conversation um, I've had in years um, or that I can never remember having. And it wasn't a conversation. It was just one person talking about themselves. And so this is how you get that person, if you need a business, to be a good business generator. So attorneys are there to serve others. And this is just a final point you need to realize. And the more you learn about your clients and potential clients, the better you're going to be able to serve them and the better you're going to be able to know what's acceptable to them and not. And the more they're going to refer people to you. And you really should learn everything you can. The more you know and the more you can offer assist them, um, the more potential work and business they're going to have. Just think about myself going to a barber. Who do I choose? I choose the person that seems interested in me. So very important that you understand that as well. And the next thing is forming relationships. Uh, relationships are different than being nice to people. You need to start somewhere. So in order to get business attorney, you need to meet people and expand outside of your comfort zone. And you need to learn how to break down the boundaries of formality and how to form relationships with people outside of your immediate influence. Not just people that you know that could potentially have business, but people in all diverse different types of life uh, and different things. And remember, if you're a young associate, it's never going to be possible for you to, to develop a book of business if the only people are the people you're meeting through work. You need to get out and meet people outside of work. And it doesn't necessarily need to be the people you think of. This means of course, going to bar association, other events where people like to be, but it also means going to events where you're likely to stand out because you're an attorney. And there are millions of potential social, social situations you can inject yourself into. So I remember when I was at this firm, Dewey Ballantyne, there was this huge case with this company called Downey Community Hospital. And I don't know what it was about, but I worked on it and other people worked on it. And I'm, it was generating millions and millions of dollars in fees. And, and it was simply brought in by an attorney that happened to live in Downey and did some volunteer work sitting on some board 
for the hospital with no necessarily indication that it would ever lead to business. He was from Downey. He was asked by a friend to participate. No, you would never think that it would get business, but just being involved in something like that got him business. He was the only attorney on the board and he said he could do it. And so you need to get involved in as many social situations outside of work that are potentially conducive to work as you possibly can. And this networking is going to give you the ability to meet new people and connect. These people may refer relationships to you or they may not. And if you do not start to form relationships, then you need to, then you're not going to be someone who can get business in the first place. You need relationships. You need people to like you and to feel heard. And then you need to be out there forming relationships. And so how do you form relationships? I don't know. You, you join things and you meet people You and you go to things where you're not necessarily looking to get business, but business can arise from just being in the right place at the right time. And that's how it works. If a lawyer specializes, they typically will get a lot more business than one who doesn't. So specialization is incredibly important. An attorney with a certain specialty is likely to get a lot more work in this same specialty when it becomes available. People are going to refer clients to attorneys that specialize. People want to use experts, just as you would want to use an expert if you had brain cancer, you wouldn't go see a random doctor at the urgent care, you would want a specialist. And this is how clients think too. One of the things that I talk about almost every week on webinars, and it's very important, is the ability to specialize. So I look at resumes all day, not all day, but several hours a day, I review resumes. And the one thing I'm always looking for is, can I put this person into a specialty? Is there some sort of specialty that this person does? Is there something that makes them a specialist as opposed to a generalist? Because law firms uh, hire specialists, clients hire specialists. So a lot of times an attorney will think, I do uh, litigation, but you know what? I also did a little data privacy work and I also was asked to work on a corporate thing once and isn't that cool? And then you know what? That now they think about it, I also worked on an employment case once. No, you should say you're a litigator, commercial litigator. You shouldn't try to say you do a bunch of different things because if you look like you do a bunch of different things, it looks like you're not you're not specialized and you're not an expert in anything. And experts are more efficient with their time. They're more they know what they're doing, they know what they want. They can help you more than generalists. And so it's the same thing with attorneys. You want to look like a specialist. How do you do it? If you say you're a general litigator, that's a start. But if you specialize in something like representing manufacturers of disposable lighters that are defective and injure people, that's probably better. And there are people that do jobs like that. And you need to also put on your marketing hat. Being a marketer means if someone's looking for someone that does one thing, when people need your service, then you're that person. I know all these stories about people that developed huge books of business. And it's very interesting. A lot of times they'll say early in their career, I think data privacy litigation is something that's going to be a big deal because look at Facebook and all these people selling people's information and using it for elections. I think that's interesting. I'm going to read everything I can about it and study it. If you do something like that, you'll find pretty soon you're like one of the leading attorneys in the country if you're at a big firm because of all your knowledge and expertise and your ability to say you specialize. If you do things like that with any practice area, people are going to want to use your service. And, and so you want to be found when people are using your service. And if you're good at what you do and specialize, then people will find you. I'll never forget years ago sitting next to a, a partner at a huge firm that is almost impossible to make partner at that joined a satellite office of a firm and became an expert in helping pharmaceutical companies that made a certain type of drug do merger transactions. 
like some drug class could have been I don't know what it was, heart medicine. I don't know, but it's something quite specialized, not as specialized as heart medicine, but something like that. And became a partner because all the countries and uh, all the companies in that space would look for someone and they would come to them. That's all the time we have for this edition of the show. If you are an attorney looking for a change, head on to bcgsearch.com.